From the pulpit of Pastor Paul Bailey, this is the Modern Pew Podcast. Go ahead and jump into the Word this morning if you'll get your Bibles and uh, turn to Psalms 127. Psalms 127. And what I'm actually talking about this morning is um, intervention by God. Intervention by God. One of the definitions of the word intervention, when you look it up, it actually talks about action taken to improve a situation. <laughs> well, that just kind of describes what God did in my life, you know, because I was you know, definitely on a on a path that was different than something that was pleasing to God. I was, you know, heading my own way, doing my own thing, and then God intervened and took action in my life. And, you know, I'm not... Uh, I'm not one that sits here and tries to think that it was something that was forced upon me. But, you know, many times when God has taken action in my life, it's opportunity. It's doors that are open, doors that are closed. It's, you know, not a, a forcing, but a, a pursuing almost. You know, God trying to get my attention, God trying to give me an opportunity. But I definitely, you know, look back over my life and I can see the hand of God in my life. I can see his protection. I can see his influence in my life. I can see his intervention where he has taken action to bring about an improvement. (laughs) And so, you know, not that I'm the best example in the world, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a better version of me today than I would have been had I not had the intervention of God in my life and continually have the intervention of God in my life. You know, it's not something that that it's a one-time thing. It's like, oh, well, God intervened, and then you'll never hear from God again. <laughs> it's not like that at all. Uh, in fact, I need you know continual course correction. I need continual nudging, continual opportunity, continual you know um, His intervention in my life. I need Him to constantly take action with me. Uh, Psalms one twenty-seven and one says this. Psalms one twenty-seven and one says, "Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it." Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. And so I want to talk for just a little bit this morning about the intervention by God in our lives. You know, because except the Lord build the house, it's in vain. You know, because I can do my best, do my very best, you know, be my very best that I can be without God. And it's nothing compared to what I can be with God. You know, and I can not do anything on my own that's worth doing, in my opinion. I can't live a life on my own that's worth living, in my opinion, without God and everything. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And that's where value comes, purpose comes in life. It was the, the Lord intervening, the Lord giving that, you know, exerting that influence. And so we are, first point I'd like to make this morning, is that we are, unless God intervenes, <clears throat> unless God intervenes, we are on a path of corruption. We're on, a, we're on a path of corruption or destruction, depending on how you look at that. Turn over to the book of Matthew with me, chapter 6, please. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, verses 19 through 20 says this, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Now, we've talked about that passage many times as a church body. And what I'm talking about right now, or the point I'm trying to draw from that scripture, is that the life that we're in right now is a place where thieves break through and steal. We're in a life right now where moth 
chews things apart in our life, tears apart the fabric of our life, where rust comes in, and it's just a natural part of the the path that we're on and the life that we're living right now. So what I'm talking about is accept God intervene. The path that we're on is a a path of corruption right now. Remember years ago had this Winnebago camper. I mean, you may remember it being around here. I don't think you remember. I think it was long gone, you know, many years ago. It was a 1968 Winnebago camper, and it had 36,000 original miles on it, and the thing was falling apart. It was falling apart. And you think, well, you know, vehicles are made, you know, to be on the road. You wouldn't think something would be falling apart after only 36,000 miles on something. But, you know, if it just sits around, sits under the sun, sits around and doesn't get maintained, doesn't get taken care of, doesn't get a, you know, what it needs to be serviced and to stay working, things just have a tendency to fall apart. It's the natural path of something. You know, we, uh, we failed a, a tree year or so ago and cut some of it up into firewood and didn't cut some big limbs up into firewood. And I noticed the other day that those big limbs, I can break them by myself and I don't even need a chainsaw because just the natural part of, of the decay, the natural process that's taking place of this limb laying there lifeless is just, it's going away. It's going to rot and turn back into soil. It's a natural thing. You know, for that Winnebago to stay in a good condition, you would have to have, you know, you'd have to have the efforts like he puts into his vehicles, you know, out there washing and waxing and maintaining and vacuuming and, you know, making sure that you know, it's parked in the right place at the right time of year. And, you know, without that intervention, you know, I'm talking about the intervention of God in our life today, without that intervention, it's got a natural path that it's on. And it's a natural path of corruption. It's a natural path of falling apart. It's a natural path of, of nature taking back over. You think about a garden, you know, that you put energy into, you know, to tilling soil and putting a garden out there. But if you stop putting energy into that, it's going to turn into weeds, you know, Sister Sandy was out doing some weeding the other day from some areas we've got planted and noticed all the poison ivy that was growing there. We didn't plant that stuff, you know. It just it just shows up all on its own. And that's the way life is sometimes. You know, it's it's there's if, except God intervene, except God step in, we are on a path that is already on a path of corruption. I hear so many people throughout my life saying, Well, God wouldn't send nobody to hell. Well, let me tell you something, that's where you're heading without God's intervention. You know, that's where we're heading. You know, we, we've uh, sometimes been getting on the interstate and seeing the traffic lined up on the other side. And Sister Sandy said, I mean, I just wish I'd get out there and hold a sign telling people, don't get on the interstate. You know, there's a big, you know, it's a trap. You know, get out the way. It's a, you know, there's, there's, there's something going on over there, you know, but be war- warning, warning, you know, this, you know, something just trying to get people's attention. Well, the, the direction that we're heading in without God's intervention in our life is a path of that's already on its own, a path of destruction. And God steps in and tries to change that. God steps in and tries to make a difference in our life. So our lives without the intervention of God is, is already on that path of depravity. It's already on that path of you know, our natural tendencies, doing things that please our flesh, not doing things that please God. And we need God to intervene. I need God to intervene. You know, I, I, I candidly... You know, sometimes even with God intervening, I don't even like the person I am sometimes. And I know I wouldn't like the person that, that I was am without God intervening or without listening to God, without opening myself up to God. You know, that's just not the person I would want to be around. It's not the person I would want to be. God can make a difference. And again, he can help me be the best version of me. You know, without him, I'm a, I'm a lousy version of me. You know, I, I could be at a different place today. I could be standing somewhere else today doing something else today because my flesh has certainly had me in different places on, on a Sunday morning other than a pulpit. 
you know, uh, they've had, you know, my flesh has had me at different places in my life that was not pleasing to God, you know. So this is a better version of me uh, allowing God to intervene in my life and allowing God to make a difference in my life. And, you know, how does that intervention come? Let's talk about that for just a minute. Uh, Turn over to Ephesians chapter 2, if you would. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says this, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. It's a gift of God. You know, I, I, I work secularly in a lot of um, arenas where people talk about customer service quite a bit, quite a bit. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, you know, if you call into this place and they say, hey, you know, this call's being monitored for quality control. Those really are people that listen to those calls, you know, and they'll say, hey, well, how are you doing on your job? You know, and they'll listen to them. And, and sometimes they'll say, well, you know, I listened to a call you took the other day and here's some things you did great. Here's some things you could do better. You know, uh, the feedback, what one of the phrases that we use around the ring, feedback is a gift. It's a, it's a gift that says, hey, here's some, here's some challenges you were facing, and I noticed you run into trouble the other day. Here's some things you can do different. Here's some things you can do better. By the way, these things that you're doing over here, these are real, this is really good. Keep that up. You know, here's, here's ways that you'd enjoy this. If you try it like this, you'll enjoy it. You know, feedback is a gift, and the Scripture says that for by grace are you saved through faith. And so where are you going with that, Pastor? Well, the word grace means influence. You know, there's, it's got several different ways you can look at the word grace. And one of the ways that you look at the word grace, if you study it for any length of time, you will find the word influence that's there. Influence. Think about influence. Influence. You think about a, a sailboat going across, you know, um, the water, and all of a sudden a gust of wind comes from a different direction, and now it's influenced it. It's influenced the path. It's influenced you know, the trajectory, um, you know, whether you, you do a lot of shooting and stuff, you know, I understand the wind can actually influence the flight of a bullet. You know, it's like all of a sudden we've got wind coming in really strong from here and fire the gun. You wouldn't think it would, but even, you know, the wind on that little small projectile that's going, going across the field, hit, trying to hit its target. Now it's been moved off of its influence. Influence it brings about change. If it's truly influence, if it doesn't influence, you doesn't change you. You know, we got a lot of people in our life. Some of people influence us. Some people don't. Some some people don't have an impact on our life. Some people do. Um, God needs to influence our life. We are saved by grace. We are saved by grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. Saved by grace. The influence of God. You know, there's a song many years ago about the, by a Christian group talking about what about the change. You know, if God is truly influencing us, if God is truly influencing us. That it's going to, there's going to be a change in our life. Something's going to change about us. You know, if God, God, God didn't get finished influencing me 30 years ago, He still should be influencing me today because I'm, I'm saved by grace. By grace are you saved? And so here's a very strong statement to think about and ponder for just a minute. If you're not letting God influence you, then you're not letting God save you. Pretty heavy thought. We're saved by grace. By grace are you saved? And, and God, doesn't just save our soul by grace or by influence. God is wanting to also save our life by his grace or influence. I heard somebody say years ago, said when God saves an old man, he saves a soul. God saves a young man, he saves a soul and a life. 
You know, so God wants to have an influence in our in our daily activities, in our daily life, try to keep us from things that might he might not want us to go through or a better path or a different option, and that's by his influence. Well, how does he influence me? He brings that influence into me by um, different ways. Sometimes it's by, by prayer. Sometimes it's by reading the Word. Sometimes it's by, by preaching. You know, he, he brings his influence into my life very in very different ways. But his influence is not just about me being ready to die. His influence is about how I live. He, he wants to influence me. I'm saved by his grace or I'm saved by his influence. And we need the influence of God in our daily life to bring us direction. God, how do you want me? You heard me praying a while ago. God, help us to navigate what's in front of us right now. You've got got multiple church families that have experienced death in their families this week. Man, that's some tough waters to navigate. You know, not just for the immediate families, certainly for the immediate families, but also for the church family. Lord, how can we minister to these people? How can we make an impact in the, in the lives of these people that are hurting right now? You know, we need to be open to the influence of God the grace of God, the influence of God to provide us that direction so that we can be his vessel, so that we can minister in a way that's effective, in a way that he would want us to minister. We need we need the influence of God in our life to provide us insight. You know, there, there are things that we don't understand, but the Scripture talks about the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, and God would want to, to influence your life, to, to give you these things, these gifts of the Spirit, so that we're, and again, not only just getting ready to die, but I'm ready to live today. I'm ready to live today, and I want God's influence in my life to direct my path today. God, it, it's your kingdom. He has a right to direct our paths. It's his kingdom. He has the, the right to do that, and we should be in that place where we're saying, God, I'm, I'm looking for that. I'm looking for your influence, and I don't want to just get done with my day and then come back and you know, apologize for all the stupid stuff I did wrong. How about I start my day and say, God, I'm looking for your influence today. I'm looking for your direction today. We need the influence of God in our lives. We need to, to make sure that he's, he can bring about the change in us that needs to be happening. Because if not, my natural course is that course of destruction and decay. That's my natural course. You know, so God can step in if I will allow it and, and influence me and change me and, and modify you know, the direction I'm walking in, the, the direction I'm going in, you know, where, I'm, where I'm trying to take conversation, who I'm impacting in my life, who I'm spending my time with me. Uh, we need the influence of God in our life to provide us that peace that passes understanding. You know, we're going through some tough times right now, God. We've got church family and loved ones that are going through some tough times right now. We need you to bring about that peace that passes understanding, and, and a lot of that comes through God's influence in our life. And I, I want that. So when God's intervening, how does he do it? He's trying to influence us. But when you're trying to walk over here, and this is not the path you need to be on, he's going to try to influence you. He's going to try to open your heart, open your mind to, to open some doors and try to try to influence you, to intervene, to bring about good in your life. He's trying to bring about something good. Um, third point I want to make this morning is that Christians should present themselves to God to be influenced. You know, it's it's not something that should just happen like the sailboat going across the lake and then a gust of wind just happens to hit. Christians ought to, on purpose, with a with a purpose in their heart, present themselves before God. Romans twelve, if you would. Romans chapter twelve. Romans chapter twelve, verses one through two says this I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed 
by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So in, in its simplest form, our options in life, the paths that we walk on in life are, are pretty binary. It's, it's either you're, you're walking in the will of God or not. You're, you're seeking after pleasing God or you're not. The, the scripture talks about the ways that we go in life, one being a broad way that leads to destruction, um, a straight gate and a narrow way that leads to life. And so while that broad way may look differently for different people, it may manifest itself differently, it's in, it's this, has a distinction of not being the narrow way that God is wanting us to walk on. So we have this this option. It's like I can walk on this, this, go do anything I want, be influenced by the world, turn into whatever the world wants me to turn into, be this version of me that I come up with, or, or I'm seeking out that influence from God. I'm presenting myself to God and say, God, here I am. You know, what do I need to change? What what do I need to do differently? How do I need to live differently? How do I need to conduct my affairs differently? Christians should present themselves to God. Um, beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So I'm going to God and saying, God, I don't have it all together. No, I don't. You know, at my best, I still need the influence of God in my life. At my best, I still need God's intervention in my life. So I'm going to God. I'm presenting myself to God. Say, God... What do you want me to do? What do you want me to change? How do you want me to live? Where do you want me to go today? Who do you want me to speak to? What do you want me to give? What do you want me to not? What do you, how, how do I conduct my affairs? Presenting myself a living sacrifice. I God, I'm not, I'm not killing myself here. I'm, I'm alive, but I'm living for you. A living sacrifice. I'm living for you. And so the option is to either be conformed to the world because the broad way, the world, worldly path, the, the, the being your own thing, doing your own thing, following after, after the world is the, the place that's heading to destruction. That's the path that's heading to destruction. God wants to, as the scripture says here, transform you. And now I'm, I'm taking some other scripture I'm not reading right here to make us a new creature. Now this is by, by renewing of your mind. And, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Another word for renewing there is renovating, changing the way you think, changing the way you think. And again, we're talking about the intervention, the influence of God in our life. How is God influencing you? He wants to change the way we think. He wants to change the way we think. So the world might tell us one thing about when someone mistreats us. God might tell us something else. God, in fact, will tell you something else. You know, your flesh may tell you to react one way when the world mistreats you or somebody you care about, but in your, you know, the world may tell you um, a certain way to act, and you may feel a certain way to act, but almost certainly God will will influence you if you will open yourself up to his influence and say, no, you don't need to act that way. Here's what you need to do. Here's how you need to live. So Christians, when we present ourselves to God, we're saying, God, how do you want me to respond to this? You know, the, you know, the old the bracelets that people had years ago, what would Jesus do? But there's some reality there. How would Jesus have me handle the situation? God, I'm presenting myself to you. It's not My life is not my own. Uh, brother, he was Brother Theron Smith years ago. He used to say, I'm God's coin, and he can spend me any way he wants to. 
God, how do you want me to spend my day? God, how do you want me to spend my resources? God, how do you want me to, to handle this situation? So, you know, the world is trying to conform you to the world. And again, that may be manifest different ways. You may, well, that's very different, Pastor. It is. It absolutely is. But it all boils down to it's not the narrow way that's pleasing to God. The Christian comes in and says, God, what we should do. God, how do you want me to live my life? What do you want me to do? And we open ourselves up to that influence by God through what? Through preaching, through reading the Bible. You know, the only Bible time we get shouldn't be on Sunday morning. You know, we, we need to spend time in prayer. You know, if, if, if we're not spending any time in prayer, we're probably shutting off one of the best avenues that God has to influence our life. If we just take some time, shut off the TV, shut off the radio, shut up and get rid of the noise and spend a few minutes with God saying, God, here I am. How, how do you want to use me today? How do you want to guide me today? Where do you want to direct me to? But we present ourselves. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a I'm, I'm dragging you in before me. Um, Second Chronicles talks about if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. And we miss that part so much. We miss that part so much. And too often in our life, we let circumstances humble us. But there's supposed to be something about in our in our Christian walk that we humble ourselves, say, God, I don't have it all together. You know, I'm nothing without you. I'm nothing without your influence. I'm nothing without your favor, Father. How would you have me conduct my affairs today? Where would you direct me? What would you have me do today? As a Christian, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Man, it's just reasonable that we do it. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing or the renovating of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Because if you'll do that, if you'll present yourself to God, God will direct your paths. God will direct your paths. You know, and the the sons of God are the ones that are directed by God. You know, there's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The Scripture teaches us. So, you know, we do, if you want to get rid of condemnation in your life, follow God. Follow God as a Christian. Present yourself before God and say, God, what do you want me to do? And when you do that, you say, Well, I don't, I don't need to feel guilty or condemned over anything because I did what God said do. I did what God said to do in his word. God spoke to me this morning and said, give this person a call. God said to forgive them. I forgave them. God said, give. I gave. God said, go. I went. And when I get done with it all, I don't have any guilt. I don't have the condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, myself, but after the Spirit. I'm presenting myself before God. God, what would you have me do? How would you have me live? Where would you have me go? What would you have me give? And so the Spirit of God can come in and, and influence us, and God can help us understand things like forgiving better than we can on our own, loving, giving, tithing, offering, going, yielding, sacrificing, praying, loving, peace, all of these things that God can, t- can take us to a place that the broad way will never take us, will never take us. But if we'll put ourselves on the narrow way, a conscious choice of putting ourselves on the narrow way, a conscious choice of presenting ourselves to God, presenting ourselves to God and say, God, how would you 
have me live today. Getting ready to close. So as a, as a as a Christian, we should look for and seek out the intervention of God in our lives. We should absolutely look for that. And so to you know, folks that may be listening today, if you've never made a decision to become a Christian and you want to learn more about that, please reach out to me you know, through the Modern Pew. Read Acts chapter 2, and you'll find where the apostles were teaching people to repent, which is a change of mind, be baptized in Jesus' name, promise that God would fill them with the Holy Ghost. And you know, and then after that, just start presenting yourself to God. Say, God, I, I want your influence. Because it doesn't... God's influence doesn't stop right there. It starts right there. Well, it's not really start, it started before that, I'm sure, but you know, you probably don't get down to the order of uh, baptism in Jesus' name without God influencing your life. But don't think it's done. Don't think it's over. Don't think, oh, I, I did that 30 years ago and now I'm. No, God wants to be a part of your daily life. You know, in, in Matthew 28 19, where he says, you go, he told his disciples to go teach, baptize, and teach. You know, so there's some growth that takes place before water baptism. There's some growth that takes place after. And and it, if if you'll keep yourself on the straight and narrow and you'll keep presenting yourself to God, you'll find that God will just keep growing you. God will keep changing you. God will keep influencing you. And he'll be saving you through his grace and through his influence. I'm going to read the same passage to close the day that I read when we opened. Psalms 127 says this, Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. And spend your whole life building something. And if God ain't the one that's building it, if God ain't the one that's directing you, you're, you're, you're laboring in vain. You're laboring in vain. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but they waketh but in vain. They, they wake in vain. We, we, we need the intervention of God in our life. We need the influence of God in our life, that grace that saves us, not just our soul, but saves our life. And we need to make sure that we are presenting ourselves before God, that living sacrifice, and letting him change the way we think, letting him change our minds, renovating, renewing our minds. Amen. Uh, God bless you. I know it's a little bit short this morning. I know it's a little bit weird this morning, but it is what it is. It's good to be in the house with those that are here today, those that are watching online or will be watching later. Please keep us in prayer. God bless you. You all have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Pastor Bailey. Thank you for listening to the Modern Pew Podcast. Most Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we have live preaching. You can listen to the audio stream on the modernpew.com website, or you can watch the video feed on Facebook Live. If you'll take time to visit the modernpew.com website, you will find a contact form on there where you can let us know where you're listening from or send any prayer requests. There's also a link on the website where you can offer financial support, and of course, we would appreciate any support that you might feel led to provide for the ministry. Pray for us when you pray. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, and thank you again for listening to the Modern Pew Podcast.